0: I genuinely know it, because I just want some Spanish porn.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Films on Trial. This week, episode number 26, it is Trading Places. I'm Gav. I'm Dave. I'm Alex. I'm Joel. Basically, we are four lads from Liverpool who like to sit around and bitch about films at Christmas. You could say, we're deck the halls with bows of holly, the la-la-la-la-la's, la-la-la-la's. <laughs> okay, okay. okay, okay yeah, I get it. Thanks for <coughs> nothing, guys. Okay, That took me <laughs> a lot a lot of time there. Okay, so, uh, so hello, everyone. If you haven't heard this show before, basically we take a film and we put it on trial. Uh, Normally we pick films at random out of the hat, but because it's Christmas, each one of us is picking our favourite most underrated Christmas film and putting them on trial. This week is not like any other week you've heard before, unless you've heard one previous episode in which we previously tried this, but what we're doing this week is actually the final decision is going to a special jury. So we have three of our lovely friends here who we're going to... Help us out a little bit. <laughs> <Smith. laughs> in the Christmas spirit. Seamless. Also, uh, the show will contain the usual host of hilarious shenanigans from quizzes to songs to terrible, terrible impressions. Uh, but without further hesitation, let's have a little bit of news. Okay, so. Uh, I've, I've, once again, production values have soared here, guys. I can see. Right, so you know I'm always complaining about my fat fingers not being able to play the xylophone. <laughs> so Austin has kindly brought us along a, a little keyboard. It's probably a little bit bigger than the xylophone that I've been bashing on, <laughs> on my on my uh, tablet. No, no mistakes. Okay, no mistakes. Okay, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> ah, <well. laughs> right, let's yeah. start okay.
0: Lovely, you Like that? Lovely. Very nice. Okay.
1: Everybody know what that was? Yes. Let's, uh, <laughs> f- right, firstly, it's the beginning of Trading Places and also it's the overture for uh, Marjorie Figgler. I know, that's how Figolo? I said yes. F- f- Figolo, Bruce, Bruce Figolo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so basically what we do here is we go around in a circle and each one of us talk about the most newsworthy topic of the week. Um, so, without further hesitation, Joel, what is your piece of news for the week?
2: My piece of news is the new trailer for Jurassic World. So that came out on Thursday. There was teasers of teasers of teasers for this uh, going on for a while. To be fair, but the the new trailer came out and it looked. What the hell was that? Is <laughs> <laughs> that a mistake? <laughs> it was Steve was very excited. <laughs> by the new trailer for
1: yeah, Jurassic yeah. World. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: I I must admit I haven't actually seen the trailer. Yet. Uh, have, have you? Have you watched it? <clears throat> yeah. Well, so yeah, it's. Pre- I mean, <clears throat> going around in circles already, but it starts off pretty pretty nice. Um, I think the trailer is only going to be a small part of the film because I think the um, actual premise is like the volcano erupts, but I think a lot of the film actually takes place not on the island. So I think the trailer really? is like a, a very limited selection of the film. But there was some really cool stuff in there, like I mentioned in the uh, Jurassic World podcast that we did the, in the uh, Lost World book. There's a dinosaur called a Carnotaurus, which is... Uh, it's got like camo, you know, c- camouflaged itself like a chameleon, stealth camo, stealth camo. Um, and uh, that is in the trailer It's the dinosaur with the horns that the T Rex like bites. Um, there's some other cool stuff in there as well, and the main dinosaur is uh, a Baryonyx, which is like um, it's in the same family as like a Spinosaurus, um, and that's going to be like the uh, kind of big villain dinosaur. Um, so yeah, some interesting stuff in there. The only thing I didn't like in there. And this happens in, like, literally every single Jurassic Park film, and I'm not sure why. (laughs) But a dinosaur always ends up saving them from another dinosaur. Mm. Like, in the first one, there's the Velociraptor. It's about to eat them all, and the T-Rex eats it, like, literally mid-lunge. In Jurassic World... The stealth T-Rex. Stealth (laughs) T-Rex. They team up, and they take out the uh, Indominus. And then in Jurassic Park 3... When the T-Rex is about to eat them, the Spinosaurus saves them from that. And then in this one, the T-Rex saves them from the Carnotaurus. So it's a bit like I the same thing over... It's also yeah. disappointing to see it in the trailer already. Yeah. And,
0: uh, yeah, no, I know, I know what you mean. I, I felt like that whole in the trailer that you can see the whole section of... I don't know when I go to see the film and I see them in that ball going down a, a hill. I feel like I've seen that scene completely already. I haven't watched the trailer, so... Oh, yeah. 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 What, what you're both so it's agreeing been... here is that it's terrible writing... <laughs> It's set on a volcano and there's dinosaurs, so, so I'm going to go watch I mean, it. What,
3: what is the actual story? Why are they? Why are they going back? The story
2: back? is the they know the volcano is going to erupt. The girl, I can't remember her name in in Jurassic World. You Play probably by, don't need to remember her name Dallas because, <laughs> yeah, Bro, Howard, sorry,
1: literally because there's probably no character to her at all. So. I, we've judged that one. Yeah. Probably, yeah. But
2: she is now um, a dinosaur conservationist or something, obviously. Uh, and they're going back to the island to take the dinosaurs off before it erupts. So okay. that's like the general plot. So they're going there to save them, and then uh, they fuck it up, and <laughs> shit goes, shit blows up
1: that sounds a hell of a lot better than what the film's probably going to turn out to be so thank you very much for that um. bomb got dropped quite quickly there (laughs) Uh, okay so uh,
4: moving on Uh, Dave what is your piece of news please Uh, piece of news I'm going to mention I'm going to quickly whitewash over another bit of news that could be tied to it Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody the Freddie Mercury biopic has lost its director Brian Singer we're not going to talk any more about that but they've appointed a new director Dexter Fletcher Oh, but yeah, okay. uh, this is what I want to talk about. I think this could be quite exciting. He's, uh, he's just making a bit of a name for himself in acting. I really liked Eddie the Eagle. That was his directorial debut. I was it? just Did about you like to that? say, yeah. yeah, so yeah Eddie Eagle, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah okay.
1: really good. I really, really, I, th- I thought it was completely. Uh, I, I, well, I went into it open minded and I was really surprised. I, it had that great, like, sort of quirky British comedy sort of vibe. There's, um, I don't know, uh, G- um, uh, Full Monty and Billy Yeah, Elliot. fair enough. Yeah. Okay, cool.
3: Is that the lad from uh, Kingsman who's in there? Or am I just...
1: You
4: know, yeah, the, yeah, Eagle, yeah, 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 yeah. Taron yeah, Edgerton, yeah it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty good film, actually. So Dexter Fletcher did a good job with that. Um, so, yeah, I'm hoping he could... Uh, now that Hollywood have got given him this major, major film to direct, you know, there's a lot of expectation about this Freddie Mercury biopic, I hope he can do a good job. You know, I'm, I'm pretty excited, so...
0: I, it's never a particularly good sign. How much of the film has already been done?
4: Um, I don't know, but they had to get rid of Singer. Yeah, I, of course. Yeah, that yeah he yeah, had yeah. to go. So it, I think they're going to keep the bits that he's done, but they're going to have to bring someone else in to wrap up the film. So. I didn't
0: watch Ant Man, so I'd be interested to see if you think. I just heard that because. Um, well, Edgar Wright got taken off halfway through, didn't he? And apparently you can see that in the film, it feels... Do you, can you see that in Ant-Man when, you, when you've when you seen it? Like, the, Oh, I,
1: the... I think Ant-Man I was quite good, to be honest, because it had so many people who were collaborating on it. Um, but, you know, obviously because he got taken off the film, but I think it had about four or five writers in the end, um, including Edgar Wright and it had, you know, Paul Rudd and Adam McKay as well. So it had, like, a lot of different people. Um, so I think sometimes that can that can affect the film and make oh, it feel it. very f- fragmented. But I, I, think it, I think it worked well because you had a lot of like good elements of different people's writing and direction in one film. Uh, well, that's why I thought anyway.
4: I, I don't think it showed in Ant-Man. I think Ant-Man got away with it, so I'm hoping Bohemian Rhapsody Hopefully. will yeah. uh, flow as seamlessly.
0: Do the
1: same thing. Okay.
4: So, uh, thank you very much. Joel, what is
1: your piece of news for the week? Oh, sh- sugar news. <laughs> Do you know what? The thing is, is, is it was just so uninteresting. I, I just, <laughs> <laughs> just let it go. So, you're going to get it wrong and insult them. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Okay, so Joel, ignore that, mate. Uh, Alex, what's your piece of news for the week? Uh, my piece of news is
0: something I feel very conflicted about. Quentin Tarantino has just come out. he rumours that he's probably going to direct the next Star Trek film. It's only... He, he went for a meeting, but it's been big, big news that it's possible to happen, People obviously, it's quite a. Either way, I think it's quite a good idea for the publicity of it because it's quite a, a novel idea to have Quentin Tarantino come on to do a Star Trek film. I think everyone agrees Star Trek Beyond was the death of that franchise. Like, well, it was. It wasn't a great one. It didn't make people want to go and see another one. So it could be a jolt in the arm of the franchise. Um, I don't I'm not I don't really like the last few Star Trek films and I really hate Quentin Tarantino so it doesn't make me happy but I'd be interested to see what everyone else thought.
5: <laughs> see I quite like him him as a director, although I wasn't a fan of Hateful Eight. Um but for a Star Trek film, no no no. Like he just doesn't fit the People want from a Star Trek film. If you
0: d- see, I'm confused now though because people seem to want different things to what I want from a Star Trek film. Well, you that's, like that's
3: any, you only like the originals, though. <laughs> yes, but the originals <laughs> the the originals
5: encompassed like togetherness and working together as. Different diversities and yeah, yeah. stuff, yeah. whereas they've gone away from that towards like action, uh, like pirates. Of yeah, Caribbean you were saying not
0: sci-fi; it's action, yeah. and and yeah, there's there's less of the good stories that sort of you know, like really good sci-fi makes you think about the world we live in now. It does, and uh, <laughs> it does Joel, it does, yeah, it does. and don't uh, and and the new Star Trek films just like don't go for that Ryan. at all. Like a <laughs> <laughs> definitely and, like that, but yeah, but, yeah
5: it's just. Uh, it makes me cringe to think uh, an R rated Star Trek film is something that shouldn't happen because it's, it's meant to be inclusive.
0: Like, that's that's how I see it anyway. There'll just be lots of speaking, and someone will get <laughs> shot with a phaser in the head, uh, and that's that's it. And they'll blow up, yeah. and yeah. then they'll have to go to the cleaner. Yeah, and, then, more, and then there'll Q. be more speaking about that, <laughs> and uh, yeah. At least we'll see what the Enterprise's
1: trunk looks like. <laughs> <next>. <laughs> But yeah, I just, personally,
5: as a Star Trek fan, but nope, not yeah, for me. me too. I'll probably watch it, though. <laughs>
2: yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> well, isn't it uh, a joint thing with J.J.
4: J. Abrams? No, I think he was just you pitching know, it his is. idea
0: to J.J. J. Abrams, but it was Quentin Tarantino. They're going to be
4: working together on oh, it, I believe, yeah. Going to, uh, Quentin Tarantino has said, though, he wants to make this an R-rated Star Trek film. Oh, really? Do you he think, think first... he can put sadism and violence into his films? I think he's <laughs> got, he's <laughs> never would. tried
0: that,
2: has yeah. he? No, no. I, I think, think Samuel it, L. Jackson be in it. <laughs> I oh, think you can man, guarantee man. it, yeah. yeah, yeah I man, think
1: Harvey I mean,
4: Keitel yeah. is just about to sign <laughs> on right. as well.
1: Hopefully, yeah. Get Harvey Keitel away from those bloody car insurance. It's the only thing he's on these days. It's embarrassing. It
0: is. It really is.
1: It's I, not I, as embarrassing
4: yeah. as Kevin Bacon, is it? That's been... it's no, not, uh, but nah. it's on a
0: par. It's getting close. Like.
1: but I know, because at least Kevin Bacon's at least
0: funny. No, no, not to
1: Har- us, but to the fact that the Harvey people. Harvey
0: Keitel's using his role in Pulp Fiction to sell car insurance is just incredibly sad.
1: So thank you very much, guys, uh, for nothing. Uh, so my piece of news for the week is that um, Disney could acquire 21st Century Fox in a deal that could be announced very, very soon, which means that there could be a crossover between characters that appeared in the 21st Fox Marvel films and those that appear in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, meaning that it it could uh, be very soon that we see characters like Wolverine and the X-Men, Silver Surfer, Fantastic Four, and Deadpool appearing in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I mean, it's only initial talks at the moment, but they're looking very positive, and it could be a case that... It's not actually done in time for the next film. However, uh, there was a similar deal that was brokered between Sony and Marvel as well, which meant that Spider-Man could appear in C- in Civil War, uh, and that was done very quickly, so... I would say the last thing Marvel films need is more characters. Yeah, well, you, you know, the thing is, is you're very cynical. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> also, so yeah. if, if, I just don't like, like Marvel
2: books. films, yeah. Yeah, yeah like but it, if it happens, I mean, DC may as well just give up, because... I think I they might as well. They're not going to have much of a chance, are they, to be fair. They, they'll have the market, more or less sewn up, I think there with it with Deadpool, the X Men, and uh, the Fantastic Four. I think DC only have themselves to blame, and it's Suicide Squad. Well, you speak, know. speak. I'm going off a bit off on a bit of a tangent here from Gab 's news, but I read the other day that because of how um, what's the DC film that just came out, Justice League, oh, because yeah. of how bad that did, they are pretty much more or less getting rid of ninety percent of the people that were involved in really? the first films. Even like the, you know the, like the heads like of the DC type yeah. of thing <laughs> about like Christopher C- Nolan caterers. and Jonathan Nolan and some of them are going to stay on in like advisory roles type of thing. But Joel yeah.
1: just did air quotes there, by the way. Everyone, <laughs> <laughs> you might not be able to hear
2: that, but advisory doesn't mean advisory. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, basically they're getting rid of them all. But yeah, to go back to Gab's point, I think um, it will only strengthen Marvels. Well, I think yeah, Marvels.
4: Do- DC are in a really tricky position. They've only just started their franchise and they sent out one of the worst films I think I've ever seen. Which? You can't, Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad yeah, yeah, Suicide Squad. You cannot afford to do that if you're looking to take on a chunk of the franchise. It it, it just fell apart at the seams and I think DC, you, you're right, have only got themselves to blame.
0: Is that just us or is that sort of widely recognised as an incredibly awful film? <laughs> as
1: Suicide I understand Steve's favourite
0: film, Suicide Squad. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> do you know, amazing. Yeah, to, to be honest, I do think that a lot of people think that it's rubbish. I don't think it's just us. No. I mean, how can you watch that and think that it's good? (laughs) Honestly, that's a genuine question. That is a genuine question. Please, any listeners out there, um, if you think Suicide Squad is good, can you please send us a tweet? It is a genuine thing. I
2: I follow DC on Facebook and I remember reading the comments and some of them were like, oh, I went to see the film last night and absolutely loved it. It's It's, a genuine thing. It's not good enough to say that you genuinely loved it. It's all right. Yeah. It's not... Any sort of like epic. Well, that's what I mean. No matter how bad a film is, there's going to be people that enjoy it. Yep. (laughs) Suspiria.
3: Shut up.
1: <laughs> I was going to say Jurassic World. I'm going to split you to it. Okay, right. Uh, sorry. I, honestly, I, I'm, I'm just, like, m- covered in technology and your, cats. Your, your cat is on your laptop. I know, yeah. It's just, it's just a thing. <laughs> I was doing a presentation the other day, and one of the cats sat down, and somehow they'd not only managed to type something into a slide, like they created a new slide... <laughs> typed something into it and activated the slideshow wow. setting. PowerPoint. So when I came back to the room, it was like, look what I've done.
4: <laughs> I've also changed your
1: password. <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't want to be bad on them, but it was a rubbish contribution, to be honest. So they need to up their game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so... The burst of times! <laughs> anyway, wait. so thank you very much, guys. That was the news. Uh. Hey, you like that? Loved it. Yeah, lovely stuff. Mozart
4: never sounded better.
1: He he did, Dave, come on. (laughs) Let's not kid anybody here. Okay, so thank you very much, everyone. So, as I said before, this is another special Christmas edition of the show, and this week it's Alex's turn to put Mm. his favourite and most underrated film on trial in Trading Places. So...
2: And destroy his <laughs> childhood memories as well. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm Don't ready. let
4: National Lampoons sway you. <laughs> to be here, honest, honest with you, Alex, you shouldn't have watched this as a child. <laughs> so
1: <laughs> normally we would randomise the roles, so we pull out a role at random. But because Alex is uh, is, is choosing trading places, uh, I thought we'd do something different here. So in the green corner. <laughs> his, uh, his profession by day is a uh, teacher. He's going to be one to bring back the cane to Dave's arguments. Oh, don't say that.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's defended such films as Gattaca,
0: poorly. <laughs> I, no, come on. I can't bring that up every week. Ozzy's <laughs> not even in the room. <laughs> it's Alex Bruce. It's Brucey.
1: Yay. Hey, hey. hey. I mean, hey. Boo. 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 Okay, and uh, in the blue corner, and acting as the prosecution this week, uh, we have a man <laughs> whose uh, day job is that of an accountant. He's going to see if <laughs> Alex's arguments add up. Oh. oh, oh. <laughs> oh He's defended such pieces of shit as The Hangover. Well, I judged The Hangover. <laughs> Paris, Paris of the Caribbean. back of the Caribbean, Three. <laughs> you can't oh. blame me for that either. <laughs> he is... Captain Dave, David Farrell. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Wonderful to be here. <laughs> <laughs> and in the beige corner, it's a man whose day job is unknown, <laughs> and, and frankly, nobody cares. <laughs> He's it, he has uh, somehow put pieces of shit like Jurassic World on the hit list. <laughs> spoiler. <It's, line>. Uh, <laughs> Let it go, oh yeah, yeah, spoiler. It's uh, Joel. Every goal's a hole. Robinson. Ha <laughs> 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 okay, and as I said earlier, we uh, have got a very, very uh, special uh, guests plural uh, amongst us. Uh, so we're going to be uh, asking our good friends here to act as the jury. So usually, my role of the judge would be to decide which film the, um, the which list the film is placed on, the hit or the shit. However, we're going to leave it up to our good friends in the jury. So first up, we've got our music man. It is Mr. Austin Ray. You can follow him on Twitter at Ozzy Ray. Uh, next up, we've got uh, the uh, kind of developer of the next best game studio, Wizard and Castle. It is Mr. Stephen Kerrigan. Hello. Hey. <laughs> you can follow him on Twitter at Wizard and Castle. And next up, we've got a guy who will register your land for you <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and, uh, and other things. <laughs> he is our good friend, uh, Big Dave, David Roberts. Hey, hello. And you can follow him on Twitter, at RobotsDave. So, um, as I said earlier, this week's film is Trading Places. I've got a song for it, guys. Don't worry. Are, are you ready? Uh, is it a Biffy song? Yeah. It is a Biffy oh, song. Oh, lovely. Let's hear it. <laughs> A trading place. <laughs> wow. How good's that film Let's start, Murphy? Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, like like that's beautiful. That's lovely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, thanks a lot, guys. Uh, also, just to give everybody a bit of an idea of what the film is about, I'm going to read out the synopsis. So... Uh, any any impressions this week, guys? Any accents?
0: Uh, Denim Elliott? Or oh, 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 Dan Ackroyd is d- posh Dan Ackroyd. Ooh, that would um, be good.
1: Uh, Den, Denim Elliott, he's just it's very posh in it, isn't
0: he? Sam is English and posh. Uh,
1: okay, okay, so um, a, a snobbish investor and, and, and a wily street con artist <laughs> find shit. their positions reversed as part of a bet of by two
4: callous millionaires.
1: But
0: for an off the cuff Denim Elliot, that <laughs>
1: That's is outstanding, outstanding. Yeah, that yeah. awesome. That's pretty
4: close to Denim
1: Thank you very much guys. So, uh, usually we would uh, have a number of arguments each. Each uh, The prosecution and the defence would have a couple of topics, but this time we're going to try something different. We're going to do a bit of uh, spitballing. If you
0: free, for call it free for all, free for all, free
1: for all films on trial. So, uh, who would like to start first? I would like to go
0: first, if okay. that's okay, as I'm defending my, my Christmas choice. Uh, Trading Places is is one of the best Christmas films I would say ever. Uh, it's just got an incredibly good cast. When you think of Trading Places, you just think of the actors and just their fantastic characters. Eddie Murphy in his breakout role. I think he'd been in one film before, but it hadn't been shown before before it was. so Eddie Murphy's really confident for his first film. Absolutely hilarious! Delivers his lines fantastically. Comic timing, just perfect. Dan Aykroyd at the top of his game, playing the playing the upright role. I I find his when he's the loser when he you know when he it's it's a it's a riches to rags to riches and a rags to it's 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 a fantastic story. And when he goes to being a loser, and especially when he's in the Santa costume, I just absolutely find that hilarious. He plays the loser and the sort of a drunken Santa brilliantly. You know, you've got Jamie Lee Curtis, absolutely fantastic. She plays her character incredibly well. She's got a really good portrayal of sex workers. And I think it's quite a modern, quite a progressive approach to sex workers as well. She's in control. She knows what she's doing. She's actually one of the kinder characters in the entire film. It's, you know, she she played it really, really well. There's no... She doesn't need sympathy from people. She's in control and she's the one helping and she's the one providing money at the end. So I, I, I think she does it absolutely brilliantly. We've got, we've mentioned Denham Elliot. He's just lovely. I don't think there's anyone <laughs> yes, that could yes. say that Denham Elliot isn't a fantastic actor and you just love seeing him. He's got these puppy dog eyes and he's beautifully understated through it, but he's got some of the biggest laughs, I think, Denham Elliot in this film. So such a strong main cast, but you've also got these really fantastic supporting ones as well. Paul Gleeson, um, I would say, his best sort of arsehole role for my money I just think he's absolutely fantastic in this which
4: one's one's Paul Gleason? Clarence Beaks he's
0: the so he's in the breakfast club he such
4: arseholes as the principal in the breakfast club and the the head of the LAPD in Die Hard I would say we're much better arsehole role he's a typecast arsehole
0: (laughs) Dave might say that (laughs) right okay (laughs) we digress
1: (laughs) okay everyone shut the hell up now Alex what were you saying
0: yeah thanks Gav alright I'd take Paul Paul Gleeson bang the gavel just absolutely laugh out loud, funny, just fantastic uh, he 's got some absolutely great lines in this, and he, he just plays it fantastically um, you 've got Ralph Bellamy and don amici uh, they 're just absolutely superb, perfect villains. Is it Donamesh? Don Amish I said Donamesh Donamesh let 's go for Donamesh because i, don I wasn 't sure about amici. Don Donamesh uh, absolutely superb as the as the villains. Um, Fairly understated, but they've got some, again, they've got some really, really laugh outlines as well. And there's lots of lovely little cameos in it. You know, you've got Jim Belushi, you've got um, <clears throat> Al Franken comes in at one point. Uh, you've, got, you've got a few, you've got lots of different, it, just an absolutely fantastic cast. So, when I think of it, I just think about the performances, and I just think it was such a strong cast. They did it absolutely perfectly, <laughs> so... That's uh, that, that's what that's what I'm going to start off with, uh, Dave. I know you love your actors. You know you love you love your cast man, uh, members. Is there anything you'd like to say, bad about Denim Elliott? <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey, excuse me, excuse me, Alex. I'll sorry, be with the judge here. Oh, I'm so sorry. Right, okay, so uh, Alex has gone on about the characters. He said that Jamie Lee Curtis uh, is uh, playing a good role, very progressive portrayal of a sex worker. You have got fantastic supporting cast in Denim Elliott's fantastic performance. Paul Gleason once again playing a great arsehole. Dave pretty much what alex said (laughs) (laughs)
4: um i have to i will make quite a few concessions on this one i think the cast looks good on paper it is a fantastic cast denham elliott is is a delight you know a very charming man he's a pleasure to watch on screen eddie murphy i've got to admit was very good in this film um but the characters are not so good. The actors, okay, they're good. The characters are not. You talk about how progressive Jamie Lee Curtis's character is. It's not progressive at all. It's, it's one of the oldest clichés. Mm. It's the, the prostitute with a heart of gold. It is one of the oldest clichés in cinema, and it's still going on to this day. Clichés such as uh, Denim Elliot is the very proper, uptight kind of... Uh, Lovely, befuddled English butler. It's just it, another cliche. The villains, uh, Donna Mesh and Ralph Bellamy, two superb Hollywood Star Wars, they really are. But in this, they are criminally underused. They are given this poorly written script with no real character development. They are pantomime villains. This is what these brilliant character actors have been reduced to pantomime villainy. And it's not even subtle. That scene where uh, the, the whole bet, the whole wager that they have between one another, you know, despite the fact they are. I think borderline millionaires is over one dollar. It's, it's, it's pantomime villainy. It's like, you know, they would make that a bit more interesting. I'm sure that they're tipped to the butler in that scene where, you know, they tip him, uh, Ralph Bellamy tips him $5. And he's like, oh wow, Christmas bonus, $5. Thank you. And the other one's like, Donna Mesh just says, uh, remember half of that's from me.
0: <laughs> so, he goes, $5. I'll go to the cinema. Yeah. <laughs> by myself.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it's a good, it, line. good it, line. It's a
4: good line. It's a good line. But it's, uh, it, it's, just the characters are so 2D. It's pantomime villainy. And I've got to say, I know you want to talk about this as a Christmas film. I think the pantomime element is about as festive as this gets, to be honest with you. <laughs> I, but we'll talk about that later. What a line. Yeah, I know. You right there, Alex? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's, uh, it's a very... Badly written script as well, although there are some good lines in there. Paul Gleason, I've got to admit, delivers some good ones, even though he is just playing what Paul Gleason always plays. It's, um. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, well, in some cases, but it does get a bit old. They, they seem to insert. A lot of swearing. This is one of the few R-rated comedies that I think did quite well at the American box office. That's why I said before, I hope you never watched this as a child, hmm. because the language yeah. in this is incredibly coarse. I did. It's pretty horrifically bad language. Um, no, the swearing's not that bad. It's pretty crass, to be honest with you. I know um, Don Mesh had a real problem with the swearing in his script. He, only, he would only do one take of each scene where he had to swear. Certain things like the F word, the N word, he would not say those things more than once. He said, I'll give you one take, and that is it. This is going to an anecdote from Jamie Lee Curtis. Alex, you want to add to that?
0: Well, just the, um the swearing is... There's not loads of swearing. It's just forceful when it's in, and I think it's. I I really appreciate good swearing. So when there's a bit when uh, Paul Gleason is on the phone, someone comes over and you know she stood there and he just hold on and he just goes fuck off. Like it honestly makes me laugh every time because it's not the swear. It's it's just how well it's done. So yes, there is a lot of swearing, but it's impactful. Yes,
4: it's good swearing. That made me laugh as well to be honest with you when I saw that. But it is it's a cheap laugh. It's not exactly comedy of the century. It's pretty badly written, and it's it is getting cheap laughs just by telling someone to fuck off or, or by mm. swearing it's just, and it seems very forced in I don't think it, it just seems like it's trying to coerce a laugh out of the audience by dropping an F-bomb into it it's like it wasn't funny before it is now I've sworn in it and I don't think the, the characters I mentioned before they're not well written it's like it, what annoys me about this film I did a bit of research about it and it is revered as a really good um, comedy a really good commentary on, on classism and on racism definitely it's not it's really not it it, oh. it perpetuates <laughs> oh it, it indulges and perpetuates in the stereotypes that it's claiming to be turning on its head and shining a light on well, it. For, for example for example um the, the all of the servants of the rich snobbish white people who have no loyalty are or all black
0: except dan amelia
4: except from dan amelia but it's like if you look He's at the, it, name, the country club the, the butler the chauffeur the doorman hmm. And Eddie Murphy himself being the character who's down and out and on, down on his luck. I don't feel they really gave his character much depth either. There's no backstory. Eddie Murphy's character. I'd have liked found out a little bit more about him. Would you say as, as soon as he puts on a jacket, as soon as he puts on a blazer, he becomes this very house proud, uh, very business savvy man. It's like, how did he wind up on the streets in the first place? What happened to this man?
0: There's not enough time to go into the backstory because the plot is so strong. It's the, like I was saying, the rags to riches. You want to know, you know. They've got to trade places. This has got to happen. You've got to. There's so much they wanted to put in that there's no real time. So you see Eddie Murphy's character come out when he's putting on the. And you realise that you know, you know, and all the assumptions you might have made as him being homeless are then challenged as he puts on the suit. So you get to know his character through that, and you get to know uh, Dan Aykroyd's character through his fall. So you do get to know the characters very well, but through their, you know, through through what they go through, rather than I'm, you know, I did this in flashbacks or something like that. There's no time for that, and it's not necessary. I know what you mean about sorry, just like I know what you mean about them being. Slightly pantomime-ish and slightly caricatures, but this is a Christmas film, and they're just strong characters. You know, they're just—they're yeah. not particularly nuanced. I would agree, but they're strong characters.
1: They're, they're not strong they're not pantomime. You
4: can say it as much as you want. They're not strong characters. <laughs> they're strong
1: characters. Uh, listen here, guys. Right, that sound of the sleigh bell is to say that you're going on a little bit sure. <laughs> each other. So, if you've got any more points about characters, get them out now. And Alex, keep your your words in your mouth, please. <laughs> <laughs> so Hang on, that just means Dave. If you want to talk, that's fine. <laughs> you, you will be given a chance to rebut after oh, Dave is, is finished. I'll
0: rebut.
4: Just to go back to what Alex was just saying about them being strong characters, they're not. Dan Aykroyd's character from the Offset is detestable. There's no real character development here. It's like he's a rich man, he's a bit of a dick, he loses everything, and then he goes back to being a rich man who's a bit of a dick. It's just, there's no character development, there's no real message, there's no... and that stereotyping is unbelievable in this film. The racial stereotyping, the classism stereotyping, that all rich people must be tools because they've got money. It's just... It, it, for a film that claims to be shining a light on classism and on racism, it fails miserably, and it just perpetuates stereotypes that are already there. So it's exploitative. Uh, no, I wouldn't go that far, but it's, it's, it's on the way to being. Had they been a bit more clever with their script, it could have been on the way. Oh.
1: Okay, well thank you very much for that, Dave. Uh, Alex, <coughs> this is your chance to reboot if you want to rebought
0: it 's a comedy, so it 's not going to be going very deeply into the the issues of classism and racism. But it does do broad strokes at it, and you know, the the credit sequence with that beautiful song at the start does it really well, sets it up, and it does, you know, yeah, yeah, it's a little sledgehammer, but, you know, they they trust the audience to know that that's not exactly how it is. They know the audience is going to take a more nuance to know it's not exact reality. It's broad strokes and it works. Broad strokes, the name of Joel's porn pseudonym. (laughs) (laughs) Yay! Uh, Uh, So, Joel,
1: um, as the character witness, is there anything that you'd like to add? Which side of the fence are you going to be sitting on? Is
2: it uh, at uh, Alex's house or Camp David? Um, <laughs> <laughs> bits of both, to be fair. Uh, I think it's very much like uh, kind of what Alex levelled at me last week. I think it's one of them films that you watch maybe 10, 15 years ago and it was great and then you watch it again today and it doesn't stand up as well as, like, the first time you watched it. Like, I remember it being great and I watched it again for this and I think, like, th- the running time for... and. Considering it's a comedy, comedy. Sorry, the running time is close to two hours, and I kind of found myself a little, you know, drifting off a little bit.
4: Um, got A bit self-indulgent, didn't?
2: It? Yeah, and I can I can see Dave's point. You know, the the things <coughs> that are said about not standing up. You know, you can't see. Um, you know that there is like stereotyping, but I don't think that's maybe um, the worst thing in the world because I think a lot of films like around that time and around that era did the same thing. I don't think you can. Uh, You know, proper properly criticise it too much for. for Because everybody else was doing the same thing. Okay, so it wasn't original. It was just.
1: Yeah. Okay. Right. Uh, but thank you very much, Joel. A different um, conversation. <laughs> yeah. Right. I t- I, I'm, I'm impartially. I'm a judge. Um, okay. Now moving swiftly on. Uh, Dave, what is your points that you would like to say, or would you like to just start talking, uh, just in general? About I'm the just going to
4: start talking in general about the film, if that's okay. And right. I'll cut you <laughs> off when you start to bore me. <laughs> yeah. That. that won't take long. Um, I want to talk. Okay. Moving on now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I want to go on a little from what uh, something Joel kind of touched upon there. The dated element of this film. This has not aged well. For one thing there is the the very stale comedy writing which you know kind of rehashes think that, that scene with the gorilla suit at the end Paul Gleason's character gets put in a gorilla suit and and basically gets molested by a gorilla That's <laughs>
0: that, we
4: all laughed there. Oh, <laughs> <yeah>. comedy gold <laughs> the Comedy gold in like the 1960s in like a carry-on film that would have been you know a, a funny farcical sort of thing it's like this is 1983 they're supposed to be a bit more advanced by now comedy should have been a bit more refined Two I think gorillas. This, film, yeah, this film got a little self-indulgent to be perfectly honest with you it's like there was a fair bit of ad-libbing and some of it Eddie Murphy's stuff in particular I've got to admit was pretty well done a lot of it wasn't there's a particularly cringeworthy scene where uh, they're in a train carriage mm, yeah. With, yeah, 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 yeah. with Paul Gleason's character and basically everyone of the main cast indulges in a racial stereotype. Yep. Uh, Eddie Murphy comes in wearing what is supposed to be some kind of, uh, I suppose, African traditional,
0: yeah, with the traditional wear
4: with the fly swatter, yeah. doing this horrendously offensive African accent, yeah. saying he's an exchange student from Cameroon. Um, it's... It, If it weren't for the charm of Eddie Murphy, that scene would be a complete write-off, to be honest with you. As it is, his energy kind of pulls something back, but it's still quite cringeworthy to watch. Then Denim Elliott comes in as an alcoholic Irish priest doing a terrible Irish accent. Much as I love Denim Elliott, Hmm. that's pretty poor. Jamie Lee Curtis comes in in Austrian Lederhosen, and Denim Elliott adlibs a bit here. She came in Austrian Lederhosen saying she's a Swedish tourist, and he says, oh, I'm guessing by your garb you're meant to be Austrian. And he knew that Jamie Lee Curtis had to change it to Swedish because she couldn't do an Austrian accent. couldn't do
0: the accent, yeah. So
4: that's why Denim Elliott threw that in, but Jamie Lee Curtis does not adlib back. She's just kind of no, Swedish. And John Landis kept it in because he's clearly... So embarked on an epic journey up his own arse where he thinks his cast are brilliant <laughs> he thinks his cast are superb everything they say is gold and he's like that actually wasn't a very good ad-lib that probably should have been cut but he's like oh no my cast are ad-libbing it's brilliant it, that falls flat a bit and then Dan Aykroyd comes mm, in yeah dressed as a Rastafarian he from, from Jamaica complete he do with that. blackface he does do that, Ooh, that Yeah. <laughs> now this is where I say this film is dated
0: it, it, it gets worse even in 1983 it yeah he's smoking, he smoking a marijuana he, he joint. Big joint big joint yeah him and Eddie Murphy marijuana recognize <laughs> each other marijuana <laughs> joint
4: him and Eddie Murphy recognize each other they do a bit of a booyah 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 yeah. thing together it's pretty <laughs> that, that's cringeworthy it's that's horrendous racist. to be honest Ooh. it's pretty cringeworthy Ooh. even in 1983 yeah. people can say oh this film's 34 years old it was a different time not that different really not different enough to make excuses for this this is pretty unpleasant and it's pretty farcical comedy writing and the fact that they've gone to go down these lines of ad-libbing jokes that aren't even that funny and they made the cut just goes to show how everyone it was it was the saturday night live alumni that's why james belushi's in it they they were high on their own success at this point and they were not as funny as they thought they were and they really i think stepped over the line of taste hmm.
1: well thank you very much Dave A oh, bit of a hammer blow there isn't about it, the comedy it's a tricky one yeah so, uh, so Dave has said that the, the comedy just isn't well done at all and it indulges in a lot of racial stereotypes including Eddie Murphy as an exchange student from Cameroon and a black faced Mm. Um, Dan
0: Aykroyd so yeah,
1: Alex <laughs> defend <laughs> defend Dan Aykroyd
0: <laughs> in <laughs> blackface <laughs> I'm not going to I'm not going to it is you, you, you watch this film again and you just go oh, oh Blackroyd I'd forgotten about that train scene going to come in and he's going to be in blackface and he's going to have the dreads coming down his face and he's going to smoke a joint. I'm hoping Dan Ockroyd feels the exact same thing. I don't think anyone, when they made the film, was racist. It was a different time. Dave said you can't say 34 years. Yeah, you can say it's 34 years ago. So It was, it was, it was a long time ago. It was different culture. I don't think it's acceptable at all. Uh, but there are a lot, and this is you know this is a tricky point because I feel like i'm i 'm dangerously close to on the side of racists here <laughs> so i 'm not going to be <laughs> oh no but, <laughs> but you know there, there, there is a, there is a thing to say that times are different. I think if a trading place was, was made now, they would not make those things. It would be more enlightened than the whole s you know this is saturday night live you know but it 's as it is now a tradition of quite progressive, quite enlightened comedy. Um, you know, if, if you look back, you look, look, there's many films that have horrendously terrible things that at the time were acceptable and are now not. If you look at Breakfast at Tiffany's, for example, there's Mickey Rooney, who plays the most racist thing I've ever seen in the film ever as the Japanese uh, oh, yeah upstairs um, neighbour. You know, it is horrifically racist. Breakfast at Tiffany's is still seen as a fantastic film. I'm not saying... It's a tricky one for me, because I I don't know. Should should it tank the film? I'm not entirely sure, to be honest. It, It doesn't for me. I still like Trading Places, even because of it. It's not a great scene. But you know, should should Mickey Rooney tank Breakfast at Tiffany's? Should you know, it, or should we see the films in the context of when they were? It wasn't great. They obviously wouldn't do it now. So I, I that's that's my defence of of that scene. It's I'm not I'm not sure where I stand on it myself, but that that's what I think.
1: Okay, so uh, is there anything else that you'd like to add about the
0: comedy? So ignore that yeah, scene. Yeah, I think the comedy is fantastic. I actually think the racial slurs are used well. Uh, you know, those racial slurs exist. What can you a know, racial so
4: slur be used well? Because, because racial <laughs> slurs
0: are used and, you know, they, they are used fairly often and they were used far more in 1983. So I think when um, Ralph Bellamy uses it when he's passing over the dollar, the dollar, which, by the way, it's only a dollar because it shows how much money doesn't matter to these
4: people. It's a little on the nose, don't you think?
0: No, fantastic, on the nose but it's this is this is a comedy this is you know lots of things are on the nose in this comedy the the the, to the dollars passed over between them and yeah the racial slurs used but again it's not used multiple times throughout the film it's used once incredibly powerfully and it's not a case of you know it's not just being bandied about you know that is the point when you realize that both of these brothers are absolutely terrible people so it's yeah you know maybe what we are saying we should never use the n-word we should just pretend it doesn't exist it's used people do use it and we should see villains you know it's it's used once effectively
4: i don't mind them using the word if they use it in a context like that to show how dastardly and how despicable somebody is but when you rely on that to get a cheap laugh I don't think that's, it's a laugh. I think I think they're trying for no, a cheap. I, I, laugh I, I think though. what
0: they're using it there is to show the characterization. I don't think it's going for a laugh there.
4: I think there were better ways that they could have characterized those characters without resorting to that. And I think what they did use that for was humor, but very cheap.
0: Mm, that's no, no, I disagree. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if, uh, listen here guys okay uh, so uh, Dave you'll have a chance to put your re's
0: in a minute uh, <laughs> Alex would you like to continue please um, no I think I, you know D- Dave, D- Dave's right about, the, about that scene I just, I'm just i not sure if it's worth not putting on the hit list because of that scene and, and if it's not you're talking about a culture rather than the film you know you're blaming the film for it and you know yeah it is responsible but there was a culture at the time where it made that acceptable Okay. Uh, Dave, anything you would like to report?
4: No, no, I've said my piece on that. I will have a, a closing argument later if I may, but for now I'm good.
1: Okay, thank you very much. Right, Joel. Okay, so uh, Dave said that the comedy isn't well done and it's full of racial stereotypes. Alex said that you uh, can—they're actually the racial stereotypes are done quite well, and the use of swear words, uh, especially the M words, is used effectively to help emphasise the villainry, um, and also that the comedy is really good and the—you know—the film shouldn't be ruined just by that one horrible scene.
2: So, uh, what what, what do you think? Um, Well, swearing for me is funny. But it, it, has to, it, has to be, it has to be done properly, you know. Just doing it for the sake of it, it isn't funny. But I do think swearing does make scenes funnier, um, and like the racial slurs and that type of thing. You know, I agree with Alex on, on that side. I think they are still used today, especially in America, especially in like working class America. Yeah, um, yeah actually uh, Trading Places is Donald Trump's favourite film don't
1: say, don't <laughs> oh, say that so no, I'm, I'm joking I don't know right? and actually I do know what his favourite film is it's uh, Air Force One we've already done that oh, joke, God, yeah.
2: anyway, go on John. Um, but yeah I agree with uh, some of Dave's points as well like uh, when I watched it you know I think this is widely regarded to be like a great film and I was a little bit disappointed I hadn't seen it for like kind of 10-15 years and I didn't find it really funny um like some of the gags were funny and and those were the ones we're swearing in to be honest um but the rest of it like I say it was just kind of long and drawn out and the Christmas aspect I mean this is a Christmas film after all I didn't watch it and think it's Christmassy like there, there are elements to it obviously um but overall you know from a Christmas film a plot isn't really Christmassy. That's what I thought about it. It's woven in throughout the entire story. The I, th- I did season. want to
4: discuss this actually because you said before you wanted to talk about the Christmas element. stuff. Hit me with it because I remember when we did National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation and Joel defended it. You argued with him that there's no Christmas moral to it that the characters are too detestable to have like a, a fable to it, a, a Christmas, mm. a learning curve, a Christmas. But what's the moral of this one? I mean, there's Reven- a great, revenge there's, is appropriate there's a, there's at Christmas. A, there's great money. More. Money can buy you happiness. <laughs> Well, uh, what's I feel the fable? yours,
0: yours the, these yours. No, I think it's it's talking about uh, recognizing. I think it's talking a lot about poverty, and I think it's talking about. I think it's got an, a great thing about you know the nature and nurture debate. You know, it's talking about the poor people are not constantly thieves you know prostitutes aren't always working for pimps and you know it, it, i think it's got a lot to say about poverty during christmas time and yes I, i'm not that's I, just I don't, social
4: commentary that's i don't think christmas.
0: i don't well no i think because they're christmas themes you know it's a uh, you know to, you know get looking after people at christmas you know I, I think it's woven in through the story i also think it's 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 a backdrop to it you know you couldn't have been you know it's integral to the story to have a new year's party on the train you know the, the at the christmas party you know things are always sort of heightened at christmas so the fact that he's a loser at christmas makes it much sadder the fact he's in a santa costume in the rain m- is more powerful so yeah christmas isn't it's not like right i'm so glad we've had a great christmas it's an adult take on christmas maybe it's a christmas film for adults that aren't so into much the candy canes and christmas trees and that sort of thing I, I had already finished
2: speaking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was polite enough to let you finish. Okay, so uh, thank you very much. Uh, uh, just quickly, Dave comma, big anything you would like to add or any questions you have?
3: Um, I I just want to say actually, Dave, um, quite a, quite a good uh, tactic there, of putting Alex on the back foot by forcing him to uh, to defend. Ape molestation, uh, <laughs> blackface I racial de- stereotypes I don't defend yes. ape
0: molestation. I could've. T-
3: oh boy, I could've. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, yeah, I should yeah, yeah, yeah. have an extra five minutes just to hear that. <laughs> funny um, I don't think anybody
1: wants to hear that
3: to uh, be honest. Yeah, I mean again haven't seen the film so I can't really can't really comment. Um <laughs>
1: <laughs> Alex, See, we're, we're all laughing. We <laughs> don't want you to defend it. But,
3: um, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on side with Dave when he talks about um, overuse of swearing. I think, uh, again, I can't say because I haven't seen it, but uh, that, that, that does wind me up when people just. But it's not in this film. There's no overuse of
0: swearing.
4: Well, okay, David, can... That's just what this film relies on, trust me. I mean, it's
1: it's Ooh, not believe. that many swears.
0: They're just, they're just done well.
1: <laughs> okay, thank you very much, uh, Dave. Um, Steve anything you would like to ask? Anything you would like to add? No, again not particularly i think they like they rebutted
5: each other quite well thank you thank you i think that's i think that's a compliment What we get
4: from gav is criticism
3: we rebutted well,
5: well yes yeah, you rebut you butted heads quite very <laughs> quite very well um yeah I, I mean there's nothing more that i'd like to talk about just now so okay we'll shut the hell up then i, I mean i could i,
1: I will try Okay, so we're going to move on to uh, the closing statements. Okay, so I think I'm going to start with uh, Dave, right? You have a minute starting from now.
4: Okay, this film, although it's set at Christmas, is not a particularly good Christmas film. Alex picked up on uh, National Lampoon's last week saying there was no Christmas moral to it. There's no Christmas moral to this. This film is shallow. It's about as shallow as they come. The end scene shows the main characters on a beach, toasting their success after ruining the two villains, and it's just like, so money does buy happiness. That's the Christmas moral to all this. The characters are very one-dimensional, very poorly written. They indulge in racial stereotypes, swearing for cheap laughs. The comedy falls flat. It's uh, the Saturday Night Alumni getting together and basically embarking on that epic journey up their own asses, which I think everyone's going to quite like. (laughs) No praise (laughs) on that. It was a good one. It was nice. And just basically, they they, they're funnier (laughs) than they think they are, and this doesn't really work. It falls flat. I'm afraid. That's me done.
1: Oh, didn't even get to do the gong. <laughs> you love doing <laughs> anyway, the gong, you not do it anyway, do it anyway. Do it now. Shhh. Nice. Ooh. Right, Alex, once again, closing statements. Minute starts now.
0: Uh, it's a fantastically well-paced story. Dave seems to think this doesn't have... is a bit vacuous. It's not. It's got lots of social commentary about it. It talks of, you know, the way it talks about poverty, the way it talks about what who people are. You know, it, I think at the time as well in America in the 80s, it was an extremely important message that these hotshot Wall Streets, it was empty, vacuous air, which we seem to find out later in the 2007 was absolutely true. I just want to say something about the legacy of the film. There's an Eddie Murphy law that came out of this film. So it's it was actually quoted in Congress by the head of a financial regulator, regulatory uh, service who actually used trading places to change financial law. So when Dave says it's vacuous and there wasn't much to it, it's actually changed things in in our lives and made things better. I think the message of the film is absolutely powerful. It's fantastic, and uh, I think to put that in a Christmas comedy is 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 quite rare. So I love Trading Places. It should go on the hit list.
1: oh thank you very much, Alex. And just in time. <laughs> right. So um, what we're going to do here is uh, have a little bit of a quiz while the jury are collecting their notes. So, as it is Christmas, I've decided to put a little bit of, a uh, bit more effort than usual into our uh, into our quizzes, so usually it's the all sort of like yes, no, true or false thing, but I've decided to go uh, push the boat out a little bit further this time around, and uh, it's a quiz that I, <laughs> first of all, I'll give you a bit of a, a quiz song, okay, so, uh, you ready for this, guys? I'm ready. This is a special uh, one. Let's do it. Wait, can we, can I do this? It's all right, it's all right, it's all right. Yeah, 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 come on, yeah, yeah, Okay oh quiz brucey big <laughs> dave and steve captain dave joel and aussie oh nice, nice. you like that yeah, yeah. can you sing good. it to us later <laughs> <We'll> <laughs> do um okay it looks a hell of a lot better in here
4: now that steve's turned the light on doesn't it okay so this did, is a quiz i just ask, you, did you have to rewrite that when you heard winston wouldn't be here today oh yes, yes. Poor winnie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> winnie got cut didn't he Winnie, got uh, caught, mate. <laughs> okay uh, so this is a quiz Uh, It's uh, based on a popular uh, uh, TV format, and it's something I like to call a pointless quiz. Okay, I'm looking forward to it. Okay, right. Uh, So basically, I'm going to ask each of you to um, name a number of things, and I have surveyed a number of people, (laughs) and all you have to do is to give me an answer that has not been mentioned by one of the people that we've surveyed. Superb. Who have you surveyed? Can we know? Um, I've surveyed 13 people. Seriously? <laughs> really?
3: Yeah. Thank wow. you to those people. <laughs> yeah,
1: wow, that's actually impressive. Yeah, three of them aren't you, obviously. <laughs> okay, uh,
4: right. So that's uh, more people than like our Facebook page right <laughs> now. Like our Facebook page. <laughs>
0: I, I didn't think collectively we knew more than like the people in this room, basically. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you don't know any of them.
0: Oh.
1: Uh, and they said, "Oh, it's not for that stupid podcast of yours, is it?" Like, no. <laughs> uh, all right. Okay. So, guys, right. Uh, firstly, I'm going to ask uh, Dave, right? And no, actually, I'm going to do it by, uh, by alphabetical order. So I'm going to ask Alex, and then Dave, and then Joel, okay? For you to name, firstly, um, you have to name a Dan Aykroyd film, right? It's okay. a Dan Aykroyd film, but you're looking for a film that you're hoping nobody will have... As said before, you're looking for one of the lowest, lowest dancers. Okay. okay. So, Alex, what is your film gonna be? Uh, Dan Aykroyd film. You have, uh, have 20 can seconds. It, can 20 I, can seconds. I just ask a
2: quick question? Yeah, can you, you ask one. I think any uh, film that he's appeared in. Yes. Okay. Can I say my answer first? <laughs> yeah, go on, yeah,
1: <laughs> because you said such confidence.
2: <laughs> the uh, Ghostbusters remake, the two thousand and sixteen or 15. interesting. I was going to, okay. I was thinking Great. of that one. Great. So, Joel, line, has, yeah. Joel has
1: said two thousand and seventeen Ghostbusters. Alex, what is your pick? Is he
2: my girl? I'm um, going to
1: say my girl. You want to say my girl?
0: I'm going to go with my girl.
1: Okay, and Dave, right? I'm captain.
4: I think I think I'm going to have to try and pull this one out of the bag. So I'm either going to be very wrong. Or very right. I'm going to go Pearl Harbor. Okay, it's right, okay. That's either wrong or it's a good answer. Is he, is he definitely in it? <laughs> no, no, not at all. I'm, I'm just I'm racking my brains trying to think okay. of an, an obscure one.
1: Hang on, hang on. Oh, that was the sound for quiz show. That doesn't sound good. Hang on, what about this one? <laughs> That oh. sounds even worse. To be honest. All right. Okay. So um right. So Joel, right? You were first up. You said Ghostbusters 2017. I don't actually have a timer on this, so uh, I was hoping to create some sort of <coughs> tension. Robotics.
0: Yes, well done.
1: Get the <laughs> gong out. Get the gong <laughs> out. Okay, so Joel, you said Ghostbusters 2017. Uh, out of the people that we surveyed, that garnered the response of three. Ooh. Ooh. So out of thirteen, we've got three. Right. Good. Well done. Well done, Joel. the sound. Uh, yeah, go on. Yeah, let me do it. Okay. All right. Let's okay. Right. right. Okay. So, uh, Alex, you were next up, and you said, "Was Dan Aykroyd in My Girl?" Right. So, My Girl. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, congratulations, Alex. Dan Aykroyd was in My Girl. Ooh. Excellent. Did it? How many oh. people said? One person. <laughs> wow. Oh. That's very good. Right, so Dave. Right, <laughs> yeah, this could you were next up, You were next yeah. up, and you said, "Hail Harbor." Right, so you're either gonna have to beat um Joel's three, or you're out of the game. Okay, so you said, "Wait, hang on, on, i winning." Yeah, you're winning. Oh, okay. Well, we're going to do a next round. Right, so okay, so starting from go. On. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Dan Aykroyd was in oh, go Dave. And it is a pointless answer. Yeah. Oh, go Dave. Well done, <laughs> Dave. And a Sorry. pointless film. Sorry, So, <laughs> <laughs> nice. So the other pointless answers you could have said were um, the campaign, loser, getting away with murder, uh, Casper, and also uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Is really? Is
4: he in that? Yeah, yeah, he has Who a little, he? He has a little
1: cameo. Uh, his, his character's called Webber. He plays a terrible English guy. Oh, good. Webber. Yeah. Web-o. Web-o. All, right, lad. all right right so now we've gone into round two all okay. right so we're going to start off with uh, whoever got the lowest first so that's going to be dave so dave i'm asking you now um to give me a film in which eddie murphy was in so once again trying to get one with a low amount of responses
4: do we can,
1: do we get some thinking time? <laughs> can can Ozzy cut, <laughs> cut down
4: on our thinking time? <laughs> <laughs> Ozzy, if you listen to this, cut down on our thinking
1: time. <laughs> 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 okay, Dave, answer please.
4: Uh, I can't think of anything as obscure as Bill Harbour. I'm going to have to go with... Vampire in Brooklyn.
1: Okay, a vampire in Brooklyn. Okay, Alex, right. You have the same amount of uh, 10 seconds thinking time. So Lovely. thinking now. Are you cheating there? Are you no. Googling this? No, no. Googling.
0: No, googling. No, no. No. Right, I've got it. That
1: was blatant
4: Googling,
0: The it Adventures was. of Pluto Nash. That is blatant Googling. Alex, we all As <laughs> the <laughs> listeners at home don't say Alex, it. Alex, no. we
1: all saw the reflection of Google in your glasses. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. The Adventures of Pluto Nash? No, no you, you didn't. Can, no, you can come up with something that is <laughs> no use. The Go Adventures
1: on. of Pluto Nash. Oh, no, no on, I'm please. sticking by it. <laughs> right, Alex has been expelled <laughs> Son of a bitch a Good laugh
0: <laughs> Okay, right
1: uh, Alex, yeah, you, you are you, Right, so first up we had Dave And he said uh, A vampire in Brooklyn, right And uh, we had Are you ready, Dave? Big Hang on Dave? Oh, Joel hasn't done He's
0: out Oh, he's out
2: oh, he's he's Can I give you an answer anyway? Yeah Yeah, go yeah. on, yeah. yeah Can we revive him if um, you get it right? <laughs> 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 got Haunted mansion
1: Okay, right, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Haunted mansion, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dave, can you give us the uh, sound effect? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh... Right, oh, well done, Dave. a um, Captain, a vampire in Brooklyn, yeah. and I had the response of two.
4: <gasps> <gasps> okay.
1: Right, Alex, uh, you were unable to provide a valid answer. <laughs> 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 the Adventures of Pluto Nash is an Eddie Murphy film, and it was also a pointless answer. Well, I get, I win. But, no, be, but because you
0: blatantly no. used Google, yeah. and you Pluto Nash, I just didn't know the adventure stuff. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll.
5: Well, then that still would have been a valid answer. But yeah, the fact that you googled to be fair, I saw <laughs> like he
2: Googled, and he didn't Google like Eddie Murphy. He just Googled yeah. the name of the film.
1: Oh, did he? I did. Oh, thanks, Joel. Really? She really. probably did. Yeah. Right, okay. So, uh, so that means, Alex, you're through to the next round then. Hooray! <laughs> so I'm sorry, Dave, but uh, no, t- uh, your two won't get you through. Uh, Joel, uh, you did have a go, and uh, you said uh, Disney's The Mansion. Uh, and yes, that is an Eddie Murphy film, and it had a response of one. <laughs> There's just one sad, lonely man who... Hey! Got that. <laughs>
5: <laughs>
1: well done, Steve. I was impressed with that. <laughs> okay, so Alex, you're through to the last round, mate. Uh, and Excellent. if you win this, then you win a special Christmas prize. Freddo. No. Oh, right. Ooh, yeah. Pie. yeah. Uh, so, Alex, yes. um, I would like... You have three You have three uh, chances here to get a, a, a pointless answer. Okay, dokey I want a film uh, <laughs> starring... <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis. What
0: pointless film starring film. Jamie Lee? Starring James. Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh fuck! Right. Yeah. Sorry. What's that? What's that?
1: Right. Okay. So you've got one, you've got thirty seconds. What's the today. dancing?
0: What's the dancing?
1: <laughs> up. What's the John Travolta <laughs> film? Listen up, cheaty McCheaty. cheating. cheating. <laughs> Stop. Stop asking.
2: <laughs> what <has convinced>. is <laughs> that? What is that film that I make oh. you watch all the time? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, keep, I keep repressing it every time you show <laughs> Maybe me. Maybe if I shove my crotch in your face. <laughs> in and out. In and <laughs> out. Oh,
1: Alex, uh, remember you've got three. You've got th- you've got three choices to Three. You get, you you, three chances. You get three chances to get a point in the answer here.
0: I don't think I'm going to be able to do this. Um,
1: Jamie Didn't we watch that up? on a loop? <laughs> we did. We had an endless loop of that dance scene. <laughs>
0: I'm not going to be very good at this fight. Um,
1: your 30 seconds are up, I'm afraid, Alex. Freaky right. Friday. Freaky Friday is your first one. Oh. Okay, what about your second one? Um,
0: Halloween H2O, because I'll get confused and won't say H2O.
1: Okay, and the third one?
0: <laughs> uh... It's me so many times. Um, the third one is uh, True Lies.
1: Right, okay. So, uh, right. So Alex, you said True Lies. Oh. <laughs> oh, i returned a score of nine.
0: Well, maybe I've got a few. Yeah, all right, good. Okay, right, so the next
1: one you said was Halloween H2O, because you thought that perhaps a lot of people might get confused with that. So, Dave? <coughs> okay it's just warming his vocal cords <laughs> very well done Charlotte I have
2: a feeling it's
3: going to go a long way down and it's done your, bit your of, vocal uh... cords are fantastic <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just like Alexander Armstrong okay. and
1: yeah. the wow that's incredible uh, uh, I mean and Charlotte it's so well but a practice <laughs> comes together you know. so that went all the way down <clears throat> from 9 to 8 <laughs> Eight. Eight. <laughs> Eight
3: <food
1: boxes. laughs> oh no! And your last one. My was, logic was wrong. <laughs> your, your last one was Freaky Friday, mm. uh, which I uh, won't do the noise, but uh, it garnered the response of nine again. Oh, really come on, wild. really? And, yeah, fair yeah, enough. So I'll go to some of the pointless answers. I would have had a have
4: shot. Had. Of, I would have shot. have had of uh, fierce creatures. I would have tried. Ooh no well oh,
2: shit, a fish called Wonder.
1: I got both of them. The Face Creatures uh, had a response of three and
2: um Ooh. Oh sorry, Fish Called Wonder was three and fierce Creatures was one. What, oh, what about um That would be you the <laughs> other one film that I starred in called uh, bl- Blue Steel <laughs> Blue Steel, which was another one of your poons who did <laughs> <it>?
1: <laughs> Your uh, yeah that had a response of three. What you could have had, Alex, if you would have remembered, was perfect. No. <laughs> I was so is Stoic. that the name of the dancing yeah, John Travolta <laughs> oh, as well. Cause also, it's hard to remember uh, that name prom, oh. prom Night Forever Young oh. and here's one for you a bit of triv uh, Escape from New York she played the voice of the computer oh, well. oh well. So, uh, Alex you don't win the prize but I'll give it to you anyway so he does <laughs> win to the prize share, like... to share with everybody else it's a, a chocolate oh a, God, festive my... oh, Terry's
0: chocolate my orange. very own festive testant. Yeah. you might
1: notice wow. <laughs> festive <laughs> <testing>.
0: <laughs> test
3: the orange
1: <laughs>
0: tasty the orange
1: <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a bit of a uh, superficial damage to the box but uh, the chocolate's still edible did the cats <laughs> did the cats get it okay and quickly Alex what's your trivia of the week Right, ignore that. <laughs> okay.
0: My trivia of the week, I used my argument when it was the fact that the Eddie Murphy law has been passed into right. actual I, I legislation. I
4: as trivia, backup as just yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's
0: quite good. Okay. Section
4: 136 of the Wall Street Transparency yeah. and Accountability Act. Yeah, no, no. Wow. It's colloquially known on Wall Street as the Eddie Murphy rule. That's that pretty cool. Is.
1: Okay, right. So, usually... Usually, I would then listen to both sides of the arguments and I would make a decision as to where the film is going to lie on the hit or the shit list. However, we have got our fabulous jury of Dave, come a Big, Stee and Ozzy. So, I'm going to ask the three of them to quickly talk amongst themselves and decide which list this film's to be placed on. So, uh, start off uh, with Dave. Uh, yeah, so, um, great arguments,
3: both sides. Thank uh, you. Think. Um, you're very welcome. Uh, <laughs> I think overall, it's... I'm, I'm siding with Dave overall. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, I don't like naughty swear words. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't like the idea of damn Blackroid.
4: Huh? Oh, oh. Oh.
3: Oh. Very well done. Good. Good. Yeah, uh, yeah I, like I say, haven't seen it. It sounds like one I would rather skip, I'm afraid. Um the social commentary, I don't know, that kind of uh, sounds, sounds to me, like Dave said, maybe a bit um, exploitative. <sighs> Getting on for that. It's a big word, I know. Um, <laughs> it doesn't almost sound like a
1: proper word. Overall, I'm uh, i am looking for a conviction. Oof. Okay. Yeah. Thank you very much, Dave. Uh, Steve, Thanks to both of you, though. Steve, uh, any, any thoughts on yourself, and which list do you think this film should lie on? Um... I actually found this one very
3: difficult to mm. call. Like, it was. I want to stress that as well. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. not, you know... Um,
5: very He's looking at me. Very
3: angry.
5: <laughs> I mean, there's... Uh, I can't remember who it was. Don't worry
2: about his feelings. Stay just...
5: <laughs> just, just put the knife in. Robot Robots Robot can't feel. <laughs> um, there's... Uh, to do with the swearing, like, there's actually a thing from... Somebody said about Richard Pryor that he... Because he swore quite a lot during his. I know that this is. It's more about the swearing than the film. But. He. (laughs) Well, yeah, but he swore a lot and it apparently ruined a lot of young comedians coming up because they thought that what he was. The funny parts. Like the punchline was the swearing, but it it wasn't. It was. That was all that they heard. It was how he was saying it and what he was saying. So I don't know if there's maybe. Like. Because that's a, a different side of the coin, is you, you took it to be, oh no, what they're actually saying is funny, but you took it to be that, oh no, they're swearing to get a laugh. So, yeah, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I'm sort of siding with Alex, though. Ooh. Mm. It's, more, it's the social commentary and the fact that it actually did make a difference.
4: Well, I'm not sure how much of a difference it really would have made, but,
0: you know, I'll, I'll let you have it. I did think both arguments were entertaining and passionate, um, but... I don't know, it sounded to me like uh, Trading Places has uh, got a bit of dated humour. I so know, it sounded like it was uh, you know, a film of its time and maybe it hasn't aged very well. Uh, I'm going to write my verdict down and I'm, uh, I'm going to hand it over to you, Gav. There we go.
1: Ozzy <laughs> has reached a decision and his decision is that it is going on the... <laughs> shit list yeah. oh. 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 Honestly, he screwed me again oh. thank you very very much Austin so no screwy, Austin. So Trading Places is the second of our Christmas Absolute. films to go on the shit list oh, wow. nonsense, nonsense. Absolutely. how do you nonsense. feel about that
0: very angry very <laughs> angry again at specifically Austin <laughs> very very angry about it not even Dave who did the argument um, I think Trading Places is great I honestly do think Dave Dave's arguments about the swearing isn't true. I don't think there's that much swearing. I, I think Donna was a bit of a prude, it sounds. And, you know, I, there are bits in the film It is a little dated, but the spirit of the film is lovely. And it's a great Christmas film. It's not a Christmas film in the sense of, you know, it's a wonderful life but it's a Christmas film for people who maybe don't enjoy It's Wonderful Life and all the very Christmassy things. I, I so think it's an absolutely classic. Christmas
2: film for people who don't enjoy Christmas. Yes, yes, no, I, yes,
0: a little bit, yeah. I, I think it's, uh, I, I just think it's a really good, I think it's really funny and it still makes me laugh, so I'm, I'm a bit gutted. Okay, well, let's find
1: some genuine opinions. Dave, is that your genuine opinion? Do you detest it as much?
4: You know I'm no stranger to lying to suit my needs uh, as they <laughs> suit the argument for the film. But you know what? I actually didn't lie that much on this. Um, I, d- I didn't like it. I, 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 what I said actually pretty much rings true. I meant what I said. I think it does go for the cheap laughs. I think the Saturday Night Live guys were getting a bit too full of themselves at this point. They've put in cameos that weren't that funny. Uh, the script is a bit poor. It's very... it, it, it I've seen pantomimes that are better written than this. I've seen better plot structure. All right, Dave, it's on shit. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I do think it's very dated now. Some of the humour is very dated, and what really annoys me is that it is revered. Alex is in the majority when he says he loves this film. A lot of people oh. online do. You check out IMDB, I'm sure it's got some great reviews on there, but I, I don't get it. I really do not understand it, and I never will. I don't think this film's for me. I didn't like it. I stand by that.
1: You're loss. So, uh, Joel, I think you Oof. were pretty honest throughout,
2: weren't you? I mean, you were just giving a um, genuine Yeah, opinion. I mean, if I could trade places with myself ten years ago and not watch <laughs> oh, it, I probably would too. Yeah, Very nice. I, but, and, like, if I hadn't seen it and I'd listened to Dave, I wouldn't want to watch it. That's pretty much what um, Dave of the Big Variety said. Hello. Um, <laughs> 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 but, but, yeah, like... At least um justice has been done, and now you know how it feels <laughs> <laughs> okay and
1: uh, Steve Austin and big Dave, uh, you were all pretty honest with your with your opinions as well, because you hadn 't really seen it in a while yeah. uh, for, for me personally um uh, yeah I, I I liked it when I was a kid, I went back and watched it again um, i don 't know fairly recently, maybe about five years ago, and i just i, I didn 't laugh at all, and I was like, man, I thought this was funny and um And yeah, and then the trading faces bit came up with Dan Aykroyd on the train. (laughs) Good one,
0: yeah. And uh, and then I was like, oh, God, yeah, yeah. I think if you haven't watched Trading Places when you're a kid and you watch it now, yes, that that scene would probably tank it. Which would
4: explain my view. Yes, yeah. Yeah, Because I didn't watch it as a kid.
0: It would, because, yeah. But yeah,
4: yeah, the language in it is pretty coarse. I wouldn't recommend watching this as a child, to be honest with
0: you. It made me who I am today.
4: <laughs> oh, oh
1: no! I wish I'd voted for the shirtless. Now, okay. So, uh, so just uh, general opinions. Uh, what did it score on IMDb? Dave, you captain. You said that this was uh, highly uh, thought well, of. Well, I read the,
4: I read the amateur reviews and I saw a lot of tens out of tens. I think the lowest I saw was eight out of ten. I'm gonna reckon. Does IMBD come from people's reviews, or is it critics? Is it professionals? It's
1: critics and people's. Both.
4: I reckon professionals will have dragged it down a bit. I think the, the professional critic will have rated it lower, so I'm going to say about 7 out of 10.
0: Okay, Alex? I, uh, I'm going to say it's comedy films, so they don't always rate very high. I'm going to say 7.5. Okay, uh, Joel? 8.2. Ooh,
1: and uh, wow. Big Dave? Have you, you looked? looked? No, I haven't looked.
2: Uh,
3: I haven't seen... Uh, I'm going to say
1: 6.6. And Steve... Seven point seven? Austin, I would ask you, but Alex isn't gonna let you talk to me. No honest. <laughs> Austin may never speak. Uh, so um Alex is bang on the money 7.5 out of 10 wow. well done well a victory
0: well done. <laughs> <laughs> just, just one victory. <laughs> I'll take list. it I'll take that hollow hollow <laughs> victory you, you got go your Terry's
4: this. chocolate orange that you can share with Google you're it's doing tr- it. I'm, not, I'm,
0: I'm, I'm not sharing that with any of you I don't hey. after, after that any of you i right, Okay. So I still
1: go up for you uh,
0: just, yeah, to, Steve, to, just to you wrap things up, up, up
1: here uh, our caption contest this week uh, where you can did you go with the Eddie Murphy winner Fred friend. No, we're afraid um Yeah, I, so I went with a screenshot from the film, uh, which shows Eddie Murphy on his back uh, while a number of um, guns are pointed at his face. Um, so I thought uh, that could get a couple of uh, comments, um, and I'm going to read them back to you now, guys. And you've got to just decide which is the funniest. Okay, so the first one we've got here is uh, Joel. You like this one, mate? Brazers <laughs>
2: Why would I Oh I get it. <laughs> porn Wait. Porn uh, and If anyone what? doesn't watch um, There is a porn studio Called Brazzers Oh is it Brazzers is it oh, I, I don't, don't get know. it I would what? Much, what? I Come on, no, on guys Keep up <laughs> that, that I, I love the way that was way our, All of us being men Are like what? What's this
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was <laughs> genuinely confused there? Porn is on the internet <laughs> is it, is it, what, what did I say Brazzers Didn't you say Just stream it Brazzers Oh is it Brazzers is it Brazzers Brazzers Well, I don't know Of course you do of course, you do. Of course you do. That's how I read it, anyway. The amount of... You don't spend that much Not time like reading it. channel like, <laughs> no,
0: i I love what you're doing reading up about
1: All it. Forty so. mum's home
2: alone. <laughs> 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 leave,
1: leave, leave that out. Leave that. Don't make it do the <laughs> 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 Right, okay. So, so number two we've got is, uh, you're being charged with minding your own business. Ooh. Ooh okay. Nice, okay. Nice. Yeah. Uh, the next one is, You thought you could willy-nilly make the clumps and Norbert and just get away with it? (laughs) Okay, yeah. Uh, Yeah. uh, A very similar one here. Okay, guys, I admit, Norbert was probably a step too far. (laughs) And the last one is, I'm sorry, baby, I'm sorry. Uh, What I meant to say was, of course, you can have half. Is that a reference to Uh, uh, Mel Mel B? Mel B. Right, okay, so that one got no laughs. (laughs) So, Uh, so uh, so what do you guys reckon who's won a Freddo this week oh
0: I think it's the third one yeah the third one yeah. so the
1: yeah. third one was you thought you could willy nilly uh, yeah. yeah right yeah, okay good. so well done uh, real happy horror podcast you've won yourself oh. a Fredo. it's hey. uh, so a funny story here so I, I have actually been sending Fredos out to, uh, to all of our friends and listeners and uh, I got, I got a, a tweet the other day which said oh thank you very much for the Freddo but I think you need to improve your postal message uh, the postal method so I just sent it out with a first class stamp which I was told envelope, was fine yeah. Yeah, because it's only a Fredo bar, it's not like it weighs a lot. And uh, it anyway, it arrived, and they had to go down to the post office to pay an additional one pound. And they One pound oh, wow. <laughs> 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 50, fifty for a
3: Freddo
1: bar. I mean, you could buy like ten Freddo bars. <sighs> know, for, 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 and it was all so. melted. I, honestly, I really appreciate you paying the one pound fifty, it. so I said that we'll send something else. Uh,
0: yeah, Defo.
1: Correct me this time. <laughs> Another Fredo. <laughs> Two Freddos. <laughs> 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 uh, uh next week we're going to have a continuation of our Christmas theme and we're going to record record Gremlins which is going to be Dave, it's your film isn't it so would you Mm -hmm. like to tell us a little bit about Gremlins and why you want to have it uh, put on trial
4: it's just a classic Christmas film to be honest with you, I really enjoyed Gremlins that is a film that is suitable for kids (laughs) as well might I just add Uh, just an excellent film, I'm going to tell you more about it next week but uh, some brilliant creature effects, brilliant script, very funny comedy film and it will give me a chance to settle an old score and make some amends to a, a wonderful character actor who I, I slated at Demon Knight, you may recall. I do recall. <laughs> Dick Miller. <laughs> Dick Miller. I, I Just plays himself, doesn't he, Dave? <laughs> it, I will be making some serious amends and apologies to Dick Miller. <laughs> okay, so we've pulled
1: the other uh, roles out of the hat at random and uh, going against Dave in prosecution is going to be my good self. And uh, acting as the character witness is going to be Alex, Mm -hmm. which means the judge this week, or next week, sorry, the one who's going to decide which list the film goes on is going to be Joel. So... Thank you very much, guys, and I just want to say thank you very much to our jewelry here, uh, Big Dave, Steve and Austin. You're Don't welcome. Don't say anything,
0: Austin. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're well, welcome uh, to come along <laughs> next week on the week after to help out with our recordings. Uh, but we've we've really enjoyed having you over. So thank you very much. I'd quite like to say. Thanks for having me back. Aww.
3: yeah, thanks for having me back as well. Mm-hmm.
1: well, yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks, it's guys. Uh, it's fun. always very, very festive. Yeah. yeah, it's always lovely. And and. Uh, yeah, just so uh, not not only thank you to yourselves, but also uh, just a bit of a thank you to our listeners. So uh, we've we've just recently put uh, our podcast on our website, and it's actually going quite well at the moment. So we. We just want to say (laughs) thank you very much to all the listeners, especially in this festive season. Uh,
0: (laughs) Fist of (laughs) season.
1: Wow. That's another another Joel suit, and that is The fist of season. The fist of season. (laughs) That is like your Christmas, isn't it, Joel? The fist of season. Um, Okay, so... We just want to say, you can listen to all of our previous episodes on our website, www.filmsontrial.co.uk uh, You can also follow us on Twitter at Film Trials and why don't you check out our new Facebook page we're also on Instagram and YouTube as well just go on to everything and type in Films on Trial uh, while you're on Twitter check out our graphic artist Winston Sang at the underscore quirks who's been doing a great job over Christmas with these festive posters and also check out the other guys that I mentioned earlier so without further hesitation we're going to be back next week in your ears with Hmm. Gremlins when we put it on trial. Thank you very much everybody and goodbye.